Hey everyone, welcome to Brews and Blockchain. Brews and Blockchain. Brews and Blockchain. Brews and Blockchain. Yeah, this is just our, you know, you may know us from the Crypto Masters podcast, but this is kind of a, a side topic show we do about crypto topics and uh, hot events in the space. So, and brews. And brews, Brian. So what's the first part of a brews and blockchain podcast? The brews. The brews. But we got to get into it. Today, we went bottles. We, we slacked off and just uh, went Modelo Especial. Yeah, it's... um. It's, it's a beer. It's de, it's de Mexico. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is a beer. And of course, we're um, we're kind of festive because it's around the holidays. Ah. So we've got our festive steins and our festive hats, which mine is kind of getting in my eyeball. But it's all right. It's no worries. That's that's the price you pay to be a Santa imposter. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Santa festive crypto stud, maybe. You're not the real Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like beer and cheese. You're not Santa. <laughs> So, All right. Yeah. Let's, um, let's get into it. Let's Brian. get into it. So we just talk about a few topics uh, that are timely, and one that I saw that caught my attention was an announcement timely. that uh, uh, we've we've done a couple of shows on the, on the, the crypto masters about metaverse projects, which are really fascinating and a big big area right now. So I saw that an announcement from a, a law firm that is now opened an office on the metaverse. Ooh, very they exciting. bought, uh, they bought space, they bought real estate into central land and literally, you know, hung out a shingle as we say, um, in the metaverse into central land. And it's a, uh, it's a personal injury firm. I'm not going to name it because I've seen that since then other a couple other law firms have claimed, no, we're the first. No, we're the first. So I don't <laughs> want to get into that. Yeah. But the point is that, you know, I find it really interesting that a, a, a law firm has opened an office in the metaverse. So that's pretty cool and shows, um, you know, that this metaverse is spreading through all aspects. You know. Yeah. And I, I'd say, you know, us in the crypto and tech space get very excited and see all these potential ideas. But, you know, it really takes people actually, you know, like... Br- <laughs> what can I say, building the brick and mortar shops in, yeah. uh, in the metaverse to actually like solidify that uh, enthusiasm and uh, ideas we have. And hey, it's taken off. And, and I can say, you know, my my business from the uh, the change it's undergone since the pandemic, you know, when you, formally I would have appointments and meetings in person, always uh-huh. pretty much. Um, you know, now that's changed to being by Zoom or something like that, where you're remote. Um, so the metaverse seems just like a, an extension of that that's that's almost better than Zoom because sometimes people don't really just want their face on there and their family and dog in the background. You know, when instead you could have your avatar show up at, a, at an office in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, a cool thing that shows kind of maybe where um, you know where, where we may be going um, with the metaverse from a business perspective purposes and brian you that's an excellent point too and and think about you know even when i get on zoom calls you know i'm working from home but i still you know i gotta make sure my background's right i've got a little backlight to make sure i'm good i shower brush my hair you know put on a collared shirt you know if you're in the metaverse uh tuxedo uh combed hair maybe spiky hair who cares (laughs) if you got a tuxedo on you send your avatar you know so um anyway that that's that's a pretty cool development that that I noted, and um, you know, sort of goes hand in hand with what we've been saying about the metaverse. You know, it's just gonna 
explode. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, exactly. And I guess I could briefly mention one one uh, aspect of the metaverse that's kind of taken off now, and it's no really new topic, but just one I'm very excited about is like, you know, mental health is obviously a huge focus nowadays, um, especially with the pandemic hitting people harder than others. So um, the fact that you can now do counseling in the metaverse, or at least they're starting to do that now, uh, maybe we'll link some resources down below, but that's very exciting, you know, especially like, let's say someone has social anxiety, this could be an easy first step to, right. you know, just quickly get on a call and, you know, um, have that conversation digitally with someone. Well, or so. you, you're sent, you, you send your avatar in, right? I mean, if you have, exactly. if you have yeah. anxiety, the anxiety might be showing up at a therapist's office, right? Uh -huh. But yeah. if you can send your, your avatar and yet, you know, you obviously would be the one doing the, uh, the talking with the therapist, I mean, that seems like it's, uh, you know, might be a way to get more people to actually do it who might need it. So, again, it seems and, another advantage of the metaverse. And I, I think, you know, the counter argument to that is, oh, I can just jump on the phone call or Zoom. But I, this is my belief that, you know, the vet, the metaverse, seeing someone's, uh, you know, mannerisms or movements, it gives, it just creates that extra, you know, intimacy to the whole deal, you know, but yeah. someone's walking or moving, you know, kind of judge their and you know in the future we'll be able to see you know your uh, actual face um, facial expressions you know uh, as we saw in you know the ready player one uh, books but, right you know that will add even another layer um so yeah yeah cool very exciting cool. all right let's move on to the next topic some uh, a person a crypto person in the news justin sun we've talked about him before ross remember in our Crypto Masters podcast on the Tron coin. Yeah, Tron. I will definitely link that, um, yeah. you know, down below so you can check that out. But yeah, definitely a uh, a big figure in the crypto space. Uh, the creator of Tron and also a controversial figure. Or at least he's always uh, uh, ruffling up the feathers, as they say. Yeah, but, seems like. Yeah. When, and he uh, got got some fame and notoriety for winning the uh, lunch, winning the bid for I don't know. I'm, more than a million dollars or whatever to have a lunch with um, with Warren Buffett for sure, and then uh -huh. then he, you know, it, it, there was more drama with it because he had to postpone it and stuff a couple times. But I think he fi it finally happened. Yeah, it was, it, and the story, you know, I don't know if anyone has a solid confirmation on what happened, but you know, there he was saying he was sick and had kidney stones or something, but really he was being questioned by the you know his local government about something going on over there so yeah it's it was something going on yeah, that we're yeah. not fully aware of but yeah so the news this week though about him was he stepped down as um whatever his role was, was at tron he you know he exited his um i guess it was with the tron foundation so he resigned from that which was news in itself and i think maybe the tron price was affected a little bit but uh, somewhat but then the, the news uh, that came after that was his new role. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that, sort of a, an, I don't know, quasi-governmental role for the um, Granada, right? The country of Granada, or Grenada, I think it's Granada. Mm -hmm. um, he, he is going to be their ambassador to the World Trade Organization. So that's some, some interesting. That was quite a change. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh... It's fascinating, really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, you know, affiliation he had with Granada um, or, you know, what, what he plans to do with the WTO and if he's going to somehow be, um, you know, promoting crypto 
um, uh-huh. there. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I think he's obviously a big, huge crypto supporter. So I don't know. Be, be interesting. Um, yeah. And I'd actually be curious. Um, you know, I, I just kind of had this thought as we were prepping. But, you know, what if, you know, he's one of Jack Ma's, you know, the uh, the guy behind Alibaba. Uh, Alibaba. He's one of his kind of... Uh, I don't want to say minions, but what do you call it? Protégé? Yeah, maybe protégé, we'll say. So I wonder if maybe Jack Ma had some good influencer um, backing on that. Because it it is fascinating that someone in the, you know, someone as big in the crypto space got this role. Um, You know, not to say I'm not excited about it, that it's getting, you know, crypto gets ever more attention that it, you know, needs. But Yeah, yeah. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, Tron holders, I don't know how they feel about that. I'm not a Tron holder, but... um, but I know, I know, know people who are, and it's a well, top thirty coins still, right? So, oh yeah. yeah, I think as of this podcast, it's in it's like market cap twenty one, I'd say twenty ish, yeah, wow, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, still up there, still uh, yeah, you know, doing well. So. Big deal. Yeah. I and of course I own Notron, but yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk then about another um, uh, item that hit the news this week that is somewhat crypto related. Former first lady Melania Trump getting into the NFT world. Mm-hmm. what do you think of that yeah that's uh it's pretty i don't know fascinating I, <laughs> like this uh this could be um could be a sell signal or indication of <laughs> well, some sort of nft bubble if you haven't had one already yeah but um yeah they yeah. used to say some news like this oh that's a top that's a top indicator you know i guess in the nft space that's a bubble indicator and I don't know. I think we had our bubble. Um, it, the bubble isn't certainly at its uh, outer limits in NFTs because that that already happened and it deflated a lot. But and I guess we should specify too that when we mention NFT bubble, we're mainly speaking of the NFT art and collections yeah. that are going on right now. So yeah, <laughs> right. That's a good point. But anyway, her her collection is called Melania's Vision, and it'll include watercolor art that embodies her cobalt blue eyes. Mm. And the one that I saw, Ross, the one that we could find, did appear to be sort of just a, a, a painting of eyes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But she's got, it's a collection, so there's going to be, they're going to be released um, from December 16th through December 31st, and the price is kind of a flat one saw. So it's on the um, Solana blockchain, mm-hmm. and one saw is around 180 to 190 right now. Um, and which isn't a big amount of money. Um, and, and proceeds are portion of the proceeds are going to a charity. So, um, anyway, interesting. I mean, we, we just talk about cryptos and NFTs getting, you know, sort of widespread adoption. This is a, another indicator of that. I mean, it's a former first lady of the United States. So it's, you know, yeah, well, I gotta say, and I'm sure she's got, you know, great technical advisors or, you know, people she can hire to help her out. But, um, to me, it signals, you know, uh, understanding and I guess, you know, easy digestion of the concept of NFTs and being able to release artwork, you know? So, yeah, um, I mean, and it's kind of cool because, um, if you have a lot of people who, you know, have artistic abilities, there's not really many avenues or, or, you know, ways for them to display that there's some, you know, art, shows and art gallery type things but i think it's very hard so these nfts give artists a much wider platform to display their art and apparently melania is one of those 
No, for sure. I know some, you know, some local artists from growing up um, just in my hometown and, you know, what they have to, you know, you, they work really hard and, you know, oftentimes don't get as much as they deserve, yeah. you know, and have to go to like local trade shows. So any way you can, um, you know, be an artist and really broadcast your work to the right. the entire world is, I think, powerful. I think I think it's great. And, um, you know, art um, is, is one area of NFTs and, and it seems to be the one that took off first. And yeah. we've, we've talked about this before, but, you know, it's not the only one. There's going to be lots of other NFT uses that uh, that we'll be talking about. Yeah, for sure. I do feel like this there is that part of uh, the misconception of uh, NFTs that it's just this art and these collections. But that's just scraping the, board, the tip. The board apes and yeah, the cyberpunks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that is just people. That is just the tip of the iceberg of, right. of NFTs and really just the easiest way to really get involved. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so let's move on now. I heard the side. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, I mean, we probably, to be frank, we probably started bruising blockchain just because we did want to talk about current events. But when we started it, what, maybe a couple of months ago, uh-huh. you know, the focus was the cycle, the Bitcoin cycle, and are we nearing the end? And that was really the focus of our first few uh, bruising blockchains. For Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For good reason, because a lot of people, I mean, including us, <laughs> absolutely us, yeah, thought that there was there was going to be a cycle end coming soon, where where, where there would be a big um, Bitcoin price run up, um, and then you know, and then maybe altcoin run up, and then everything kind of comes down, which has happened in previous cycles, and you know, the timing for this one was many people expected to be year end twenty twenty one. And here we are, um, December 19th, 2021, and the price is not going, it's not happening at all. Yeah. So, um, but so we, we, along with many, many others, and and frankly, almost no one, I I think, saw this coming the way it's played out. And that's, that's why there's a market, I guess. But so we still, let's talk about though the cycle update, I guess, Ross, um, you know, do you still, let, let me put you on the spot. Do you still, is there still going to be a cycle or a cycle or a cycle's a thing of the past? And we're just going to see various up and down action unrelated to the having, happening. No, I, I really think there will continue to be a cycle just, you know, and I'm, I'm fully willing to eat my words as I just kind of have with some price predictions for December, but I truly believe there still will be a cycle. I think this current dip has just kind of delayed things a bit. So instead of us seeing a, you know, some were calling a peak as early as, you know, this month in December, I think, you know, you just have to reasonably say the earliest time you could see a peak. And that's just, I see that being an epic run up still would be February. That's the earliest call I see. But Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking sometime in mid to end quarter two of 2022, we'd see a top. Ooh. Even though that's still wait relatively early. Wait, February? Are you saying so? You said February, uh-huh. but then now you're talking like June. Yeah. So which one? <laughs> no, I was just saying. I think that would that could be. You know, if someone said it could be as early as that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see. Well, that's that's not too. So wild. as early as February, but you think more likely to be toward the end of Q2, like May or June. Yeah, I think just as you know. And I follow one one I've mentioned before is the Pi Cycle Top Indicator. And yeah. really, you know, there's a lot to digest in that one. But it really kind of follows, you know, momentum and what are what the market's doing, um, you know, 
how quickly it's run up recently. So I just think to really gain that momentum again, uh, it's just going to take a while. And and I'll, I'll preface this. I'm a very conservative person. I'm a huge fan of um, uh, crypto, Bitcoin, you know, everything, especially blue chips. But um, yeah, I, I just think it's... it. The momentum feels like it's slowed and it's going to take a while to build back up. But yeah, what, what's your thoughts, Brian? Well, do you I, think we're in a cycle and what do you have a prediction of when we'll see the top in this one? Well, I, I do. I do still think there's going to be a cycle, um, uh, you know, although certainly I'm, I may be proven wrong. And, you know, some 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 names in the uh, crypto industry have said, you know, the cycles are are over or it's just one big super cycle now. Forget the whole uh, time from having thing, but no, I, I don't think so. I do think we're still in a cycle. Um, obviously I think this one's been delayed because I thought we were going to get a cycle end of around end of December, maybe into January, but I agree with you. I think that's been delayed. I'm going to say we're going to see a cycle, uh, peak, um, Q1 of, of 2022. I love it. So okay. I'm going to go a little bit earlier than you. Um, but you know, I think it's fair that we touch on our indicators that we said we were looking for to determine when there's a top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's not such an urgent, uh, daily mission to check on that because no, if anyone's now, I don't think we're... well, if anyone's watching us consistently, they're, they're probably like, well, why aren't they showing their top indicators anymore? It's yeah. like, well, that's, that's not yeah. Really. So you, you, yeah. yours was, um, the pie cycle top indicator. Yeah. Mine was RSI. And I remember saying, you know, when you see RSI hit, I think I said around 88 to 90, um, that's when, you know, we're, we're probably nearing a cycle top and you might want to start, um, exiting your positions. Um, so, you know, right now, as of the date of this podcast, which is the December the 19th, the RSI 14 is, uh, is at 45. <laughs> so a long ways, obviously from the top. Um, and that's just a neutral, um, you know, setting, it's not necessarily a big buy signal, but it certainly is not a sell signal or a top indicator. So, um, so based on that, we're nowhere near the top, nowhere near anything to get out. Um, but then again, you know, who knows when it's going to have a run back up and do it if it is. And, and, and even if it does, who knows when that's going to happen and what might happen before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, at this, to me, it's, it's a, uh, a wait and see. We're in a wait and see mode. Exactly. But mm-hmm. I, I will tell you this, Ross. I have decided because I have gotten, like most people, I think a little bit frustrated with the prices just sort of, I'd, I mean, if flat or really slightly edging downward. I mean, Bitcoin has been pretty flat, but a lot of my others have been sort of. Uh, yeah, tapering down. On, tape on uh-huh. a downslope. <clears throat> but I still have some conviction. So I, I've got, I'm going to start a. Um, a, a process where weekly, you know, like a dollar cost averaging weekly, okay. I'm going to buy some because I still think these prices are low. So there you have it. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's pretty cool. And I'll quickly mention this too. I look at the Puel and the um, MVRV and I don't Z score one and I don't want to get into those too, but they also are kind of in this, it's not an Epic buy signal. It's not an Epic sell. It's just in this middle ground of like, Okay, are we going up? We're going down. So right. everything just seems like it's it's just hovering into right. like what's going to happen next stage. Well, it, so. it is funny that we were talking about, you know, our first couple of podcasts were really 
top indicators. You know, what are some top indicators? And and now it's almost like we're looking for bottom signals. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Uh, times have changed. <laughs> yeah. These couple I'm mentioning, like, ooh, we're kind of heading. I guess at some days it was like, ooh, we're kind of heading towards. The yeah. On, yeah. What is that one? The MVRV. It looks uh-huh. like we're closer to the green, the buy, rather than the, the red, the sell. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyways, you know, that's that's crypto and frankly that's markets, you know. If anyone really knew what was going to happen, they would they would be a billionaire, uh, but most people really don't as we found out. Exactly. You know, if, yeah. if there's nothing else, if you thought you had these great um, influencers to watch on YouTube or um, follow on Twitter, um, I'm, I'm, I think they, reality has probably crashed pretty hard because they were all wrong from what, what I saw. Oh yeah. I mean, no um, one had this right. You know, you right. could have, find the random guy on Twitter like, Oh, I called it, but it's like, wow, yeah. that's like, if they called it, they were very vague where they could call anything kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like playing darts blindfolded and you yeah. hit the bullseye, you know, was that skill or chance? <laughs> and we've so. mentioned this before, so it might be worth again, addressing, you know, we've talked about plan B and his thing. Um, you know, his, his floor model was decimated. <laughs> no, it yeah. was great, great, great. And then boom, not even close. Um, and then, um, so, you know, he'd said previously, clear as day, that if Bitcoin doesn't hit 100,000 by the end of 2021, the stock to flow model is invalidated. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I saw a tweet recently where it seems like he's backing off from that, which uh, no doubt he will. Yeah. Um, you know, because he has a, quite a range of, um, you know, where it can fall. And it's a really huge range. And if it's still, yeah, like, he's still like at the bottom part of that. So he's going to say it's all right. But he said that previously. But yeah, I did see that tweet. And he showed previously that it's been in that range before, but bounced back. Yeah. Totally fine. So yeah. Well, and I, I don't mind. I mean, I think he needs to, uh, you know, accept what he said before about it being invalidated. But, you know, it's always been just a model. And, you know, everybody can decide for themselves. Do they find it useful or not? Um, you know, so. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, no one should think we're bashing plan B by any means. But, you know, when you put yourself out there with, right. with these bold predictions like that, you know, yeah, you're, you're probably going to get hammered. Back, oh, you know, if you're incorrect, I mean, but, he but, should be expecting, uh, you know, blowback from what he previously said. Which, yeah. <laughs> but hey, you but, know, yeah, I'm not blasting him either. Yeah. I, I think you know, that that model has been useful for for quite some time. So, um, yeah, nothing against him personally. And, and like I say, it's an individually decide whether or not it still has any use to you. So um, anyways. All right, what do you think, man? Let's uh, we want we want to wrap up the bruising blockchain. Just finish off these beers, and yeah, and we'll come back next time with a with another show with more updates. Yeah, I love it, Brian. All right, and hey guys, check out thecryptomasters.com. We're updating it always. You can check out prices and coin comparisons. And hey, if you like what we're talking about, comment, like, subscribe, yeah. follow. Give, give us a, a you know we're always looking for topics for the show. So if you have anything you. Uh, you think uh, we should discuss on the next show put it in the comments we'll consider it absolutely and hey Thanks happy everybody. holidays yeah see you